the show everybody it's dina cow here and susan davis with jesus 24 7 and for today's show we're going to continue in our end times news report week in review susan welcome back to the show well hello dina we're back with another really big show okay <laughs> and i say that because oh my word we have got a lot to talk about it's just jam-packed and what are we talking about well it's another seven days of news headlines from around the world that we scan and discuss seven days of Bible prophecy from international headlines. Dina, there's just so much to talk about today that we've really got to get moving. And I guess that's because we're in the birth pains and we're really coming down the pike. And it's apparent and it's coming from so many angles. I mean, whether it's the financial aspect of what's going on in the world, whether it's news about war, whether it's news about, you know, horrible events going on, calamity, weather-related news, it's all sort of pointing to what the Bible said we would call birth pains. And in these last days leading up to the removal of the church, the bride of Christ from the earth to safety, and then the onset of the 21 judgments of the tribulation. So that's kind of it in a nutshell, but let's get going and we're going to take a look at these headlines, crazy things going on around the world. Starting with this headline that says there was a shallow 6.1 earthquake hitting South Africa. Now, you're going to hear about earthquakes today, which are meeting the scripture that says there will be diverse earthquakes all over the world. And so that's definitely what we're seeing, Dina, right? Yes, we are. We are seeing it all over the world. They're uh, larger than they used to be. So we're seeing earthquakes in the sixes and the even the sevens. And this is happening frequently and closer together. And it's just what the Bible said would happen. That's what we're witnessing right now. Absolutely right. Now, there are some smaller ones, but they're taking place in places that never have earthquakes. So that's worth noting. And then also we're seeing some medium-sized earthquakes causing a lot of damage because of the infrastructure that they're hitting. So it's kind of a mixed bag, but it all points to that scripture. But let's go ahead and keep moving on. We are seeing a lot of activity. We call it calamity. 
And here's one of those events. There was a train passing through fire after a natural gas truck hit a bridge and exploded. So the pictures from that were just extraordinary. The, the train had to pass through fire after this truck exploded on a bridge. And so these are fantastic things we're seeing all over the planet. We just don't have time to tell all of it because there's so much going on. Not too long this week, we had a report from the United Nations says that more than one in four people in Gaza are starving now because of war. Well, you know, I'm not saying that the UN is the end-all, be-all resource of information because I certainly don't believe that, but that's what they're saying here in this report. I don't know if you hear of this very often, Dina, but we had a tornado strike northern california uprooting trees and damaging cars okay dina we had a terrifying and heartbreaking event take place in the wangi national park in zimbabwe they had over a hundred elephants killed by the drought going on there and uh, that's really unbelievable we're talking a hundred elephants it brings us to hosea chapter four verses one through three yeah exactly the, yeah yeah, and that is where God says he's going to take from the earth the fish, the fowl, and the beast because of men's evil, correct? That's right, because of the bloodshed, uh, you know, adultery, just, you know, he does a whole rundown of sins. And I'll have the verses up there so that you guys can check them out. But we're seeing mass animal deaths of various different reasons, like, you know, for right here you know with this incident and then we've had uh animals struck with lightning and all of them die at the same time just like crazy events birds falling out of the sky i mean we've reported on this so we're seeing mass animal deaths on an entirely new level you know, I'm glad you pointed that out, Dina, because this would be a great opportunity for me to promote one of our Facebook pages. We've got several, but one in particular is called End Times Mass Animal Deaths. And if you want to know how much evil is going on in the world, all you have to do is go over to that page and look at the results of that evil through the death of all these animals. Now, if you uh, spend a few minutes even or more going through that page, you're going to you're going to be amazed. It's going to amaze you of what's going on around the world. And so please go over there and check that out. We have several pages that we put a lot of information on. We talk about it throughout our show because these are great resource tools for ministry and just for anybody who wants to know what's going on. So we do more than just this show. We actually provide you with data that you can head to after the show is over. But don't leave yet. We've got more to talk about, right, Dina? <laughs> That's right. We have a lot more to talk about. Well, the year 2023 was marked by extraordinary heat, wildfires, and weather disasters. We got a report this week on, in the U.S., an unprecedented heat wave gripped much of Texas and the Southwest with highs well over 100 degrees Fahrenheit for the entire month of July. Historic rainfall in April flooded Fort Lauderdale, Florida, with 25 inches of rain in just 24 hours. 
A wave of severe storms in July sent water pouring into cities across Vermont, New York. Another powerful system in December swept up the Atlantic coast with hurricane-like storm surge and heavy rainfall. California faced flooding and mudslides from a series of atmospheric rivers early in the year and then was hit in August by a tropical storm, an extremely rare event there. Wild fires ravaged Hawaii, Louisiana, and several other states. And we can't forget Maui, of course. And Canada's worst fire season on record sent thick smoke across large parts of North America. That was unreal what happened there. So, you know, I want to just say that if you think about it, there were so many events that took place over this actual year 2023 but, I mean, they're happening so fast now that it's almost, it's almost like, difficult to even remember some of the events that happened. Like, Maui actually only happened around the 1st of August, that first week of August. But it seems like it's several months away. And, like, nobody's talking about it anymore. But at the time, it was devastating. Every month brings more things. Right, Dina? Yes. Every month, there's a new devastation, catastrophic devastation, someplace in the world. And the sad part of it is that what you said about Maui, nobody is talking about it. They'll talk about it for like a day. I mean, Maui, Maui was pretty big. But there are other events. There are massive earthquakes where hundreds of people have perished and you hear just, you know, something very brief about it on mainstream media, and then they move on. Yeah. And the people right. are forgotten. The people that yeah, have perished, the families, you know, even uh, for those people. Because some of these places, like Maui, it was definitely devastating. But um, some of these places are very, very poor, and they need help, you know, to rebuild. And so when you only talk about it you know once or twice and and you know very quickly there's not enough time to get enough people together to help those people in those places in these you know earthquake driven places or maybe it was a tornado or maybe it was like a fire it's just very sad oh well i totally agree okay i'm gonna bring this one up this has to do with pestilence now, even as animals are dying, pestilence is on the rise. And so let me give you an example of this. We have a report here that in southern India, literally hundreds of these little, I guess you would call them blue sea dragons. They're almost, they look a little bit like, well, I would call them deep sea creatures. In fact, the headline reads, hundreds of venomous deep sea creatures mysteriously wash up on the beach. Now, what these are, they're almost like jellyfish of some sort, but they're very rare because they're, they come from the bottom of the ocean. I mean, typically you'll find these in deep underwater areas and rarely, if ever, spotted on beaches. But they have washed ashore between Broken Bridge area and a Hindu temple on this particular stretch of the beach and so imagine that's pretty bad i've got a beach full of venomous creatures but no doubt next to a hindu temple i think that's very telling wouldn't you agree dina yes 
that is very telling. Well, 2023 has been defined by many things, but the rise in AI has been one of them. This report reads, scientists have built a working computer using human brain tissue. Well, they try, but many of us have begun to wonder, the article says, when the day computers become smarter, then humans will come, but there is no computer even remotely as powerful as the human brain. And this particular article goes on to say this is because of the neurons' efficiency in serving as both a processor and memory device rather than the physically separated units in most modern computing devices. Now get a load of this. The human brain contains roughly 86 billion neurons and up to quadrillion synapses. Okay, uh, in other words, that would be hard to reproduce by any human. So, of course, humans cannot touch the creation of God, right, Dina? That's right. Though they may try, <laughs> and they continue to try, and they think it's their job to play God, but they're going to find out different because it's just not going to work. It's not going to work. But we had two future scenarios awaiting mankind, and one is pleasant and the other is disturbing. According to this article, brains connected to the computer, will it be the end of humans' ability to decide? Well, I mean, it's very upsetting when you find out the newest technology seems to be focused on something called brain-computer interfaces, BCI technology, they call it. They're working rapidly to the advancement of neurotechnology devices that connects the human mind with a computer. Although it may seem like the plot from a sci-fi movie, the version of these interfaces could be available on the market in less than five years, they claim. In the clinical setting, it has already been possible to decode the thoughts of a paralyzed woman who is unable to speak and translate her brain activity into words. And in another experiment, a person's memory of a video they had just watched was displayed on a monitor with impressive fidelity. Now, I did watch that video, by the way, and it was very scary to think that they can put a device on a human being and actually read their mind. Dina, I've got to tell you, this is a recipe for disaster for sure. The ramifications of that possibility is absolutely dangerous, right? No, I agree completely with you. And here's another sci-fi type headline that we read this week. Breakthrough, artificial DNA opens door to designer proteins. Now, the DNA, the molecule that stores the genetic information of all living things, is made up of four chemical letters or nucleotides. But what if we could add more letters to this alphabet and create new kinds of DNA? This is what this article reads. And that's what a team of researchers from the University of California in San Diego, the Foundation for Applied Molecular Evolution and the Salk Institute for Biological Studies have done. They've developed a new version of DNA with six letters instead of four, showing that it can be used to make proteins the building blocks of life. Okay, now we've seen so many things, uh, I want to call it Frankensteinish experimentations 
on what God has created, such as implanting cells from humans into animals and vice versa. But today, now we're seeing that they want to add letters to the basic DNA structure of four chemical letters to six. This is definitely a recipe for disaster. What are you thinking, Dina? No, absolutely. Absolutely. They're trying to play God. Oh, yeah. And that never ends well. And you are correct. And I want to address something that's kind of, you know, been on my mind to say for a while now. So many of the times they start to get into this bizarre technology and, you know, I call it Frankenstein experimentations. And they always do it because they say, oh, you know, look, we're going to make, we're going to do things better. We're going to change things for the better. We're doing this research to help this person, that person. They always use these excuses. They don't analyze the ethics or the morals of doing these things. What are the long-term effects of reading someone's mind or, you know, some of these other things that they're trying to accomplish? You know, when you complain about people playing God and messing with, you know, what God has already put together, you always hear from people, they say things like, well, obviously, you know, like, for instance, putting little robots into people's arteries, they believe is going to help with blood clots. But again, this is this is not of God. But, you know, there are always people saying, well, they said they're going to help with blood clots. So why would you be against that? Well, you have to go back to the Bible at the beginning in Genesis, where it talks about the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And I think everybody knows what uh, when Eve ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, which God said not to do. I think we understand that when that happened, when she and Adam both did that, I think we know that evil came into the world. So we understand that. But then there's the concept and question of what about the knowledge of good? Now, when is the knowledge of good evil? And I think that goes right along with what I'm talking about here of when they start to do things that are evil, but it appears to be good. How could that be evil? And it goes right back to the knowledge of the tree of good and evil. And the good part is you have to understand that the only people who are doing good in this world are the ones who are surrendered to the will of God. And they're operating by the power of the Holy Spirit under the direction of the will of God. Now, if you have people doing good apart from that, then what they're doing is attempting to play the part of God. And what that means is they're stating, look, we can be like God. We don't need God. And they're saying they don't need God because they don't, they are operating apart from the will of God because God gave his best program to us and he never insinuated that anybody should start slicing up DNA and recreating it. So that would definitely be attempting to play God and going straight up against God. And that's the way this whole world is now structured through the leadership of Satan, is to cause people to want to do something that makes people think, oh, this is good, but there's no involvement of God in it. And so that is evil. And that's one of the very arguments of atheists, is look at all the good we can do. We don't need the God of 
the Christians. And so that's exactly why you have to be very careful when you see this new technology that they're dabbling in and they start to throw around things like, oh, look at all the good we can do. So anyway, I had to get that in and get that off my chest. Dina, I feel so much better. Okay. (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Susan. (laughs) All right. Well, let's get back to what's going on here with the news. You know, recently China really got hit with a big earthquake. And I think that we may have seen about 150 some people killed in that. I don't know if that's the latest information, but boy, it was a very large earthquake that they endured. I want to mention also that there were wildfires in South Africa this week, which left 100 homes destroyed. And, uh, you know, it just reminds me so much of what happened in Maui recently. And we saw a strong eruption at a Merapi volcano in Indonesia. And again, we had yet another volcanic eruption in Iceland, where they're having all sorts of troubles there with the ground cracking. And that crack, by the way, in Iceland, where everybody was uh, evacuated, that whole town near there that crack that ran through that area where they were evacuated is about 14 miles long did you know that dina i did not know that yeah that's a that's massive and there's lava coming out of that crack so it's a big mess up there it's a very unique kind of volcano because normally you see volcanoes coming out of mountains But this is just coming out of a crack in the ground that's very long and huge, by the way. Okay, also I want to mention that we had a Navy vet destroy Satan in a city government hall. And it was a man who made national headlines for tearing down and beheading a satanic display in the Iowa State Capitol. He believes his actions were the right thing to do. We should not tolerate Satan. So he actually went into the Iowa State Capitol and destroyed the, I guess they had a satanic statue set up, and he decided he was going to go in there and destroy it. And then he turned himself in because he knew that he would have to pay a potential $2,560 fine and possibly serve a year of time in uh, the jail. So he knew going in that those might be the results of his actions, but he still decided he wanted to do it. So you have any thoughts on that, Dina? Well, I don't know if this person has a family or anything like that. Um, I don't think violence is... You know, I mean, what are you going to do? You know, they're going to set this up. They're going to do what they want to do. We live in an evil world. This is where we're headed right now. You know, it's we're in the end days. Jesus is on the brink of coming. Did it really make a difference getting rid of that monument? I mean, I don't know. You know, pray for the people that set it up. Pray for them. Well, probably if he would have ran a campaign against it, maybe that would have been the better thing. See, that would have been great. You know, you could do things peacefully to get your point across. But, you know, now look, like I said, I don't know if he has a family, but if he's charged, which he probably will have to pay a fine, was it really worth it? Did you really make any change? Because they're probably just going to put another one back up. And he would have been so much more successful with just doing a campaign or protest. We are in America. We do have freedom of speech. But what can you do? You know, you know, pray for these people. 
Pray for the leaders in government. Pray that they turn to Jesus. That's all that you can do or do a simple, peaceful campaign. Violence should not be tolerated. Right. Or, you know, just get people to sign a petition or something. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Great um, ideas. Great ideas. Yeah, he's, uh, he's getting a lot of media attention, though. I will give him that. CBN News and everything else. All right. Well, one of the things in the Bible that uh, talks about what happened in the end days are the waves roaring. And boy, are we seeing a lot of that this week. In fact, passengers braced for safety amid a rogue wave sliding across their ship. And this was passengers on the MS Maud Cruise, which is a Norwegian cruise ship. And it temporarily lost power this week after encountering a rogue wave. And so there were 266 guests and 131 crew on this ship, and this huge wave came over them. They had been heading for the English port of Tilbury, but they got diverted to Bremerhaven, Germany instead. And so that was kind of a big deal. That happened this week. And then also I want to mention another like or similar event took place with a cruise ship that was bound for the Bahamas and then had to go north up into Canada to avoid, you know, terrible waves and everything that's going on. And so these are all events that are going on, you know, just large ships encountering gigantic waves in the ocean. Not that this hasn't happened before, obviously, but certainly it seems like a lot more of it's going on. And we're going to see a little bit more. We're going to talk about this a little bit later in this show. But before then, we want to talk about some other news. We had a 3.4 earthquake strike near Huntington Beach, California, and we had a 2.7 magnitude earthquake hit New Hampshire. And I don't hear about earthquakes going on in New Hampshire very often. What about you, Dina? No, I don't hear about that in New Hampshire very much at all. I don't recall ever hearing of a earthquake in New Hampshire. No, but maybe there's somebody tuning in that has, but it's not well, making... I don't. I don't think it's known for earthquakes. <laughs> well, Iran appears to have struck a ship off the Indian coast with an unmanned aerial vehicle. A U.S. official told Fox News on Saturday it comes as Houthi militants targeted multiple cargo ships on Saturday as the group fired two anti-ship ballistic missiles into international shipping lanes located in the southern Red Sea, according to U.S. Central Command. So, wow, we've got a lot of things heating up around the planet uh, with regards to war and rumors of war. Let's take a look. Here's another crazy thing going on. Well, what this is, uh, this was actually kind of a good thing, but sad. Workers rescued 53 tigers and leopards from an illegal farm in Thailand. And, you know, it was just really sad to see these animals and the condition they were in. So I was really glad to see that they did that. Now, here's a headline that's very concerning, Dina. Drug considered 10 times more potent than fentanyl detected for the first time nationwide in Boulder, Colorado. So one person has been confirmed dead in Boulder due to an overdose involving a new drug that officials say is 
more deadly than fentanyl. And it's the novel synthetic opioid called N-desonethyl etonetazine. And it was detected this year by the Boulder County Coroner's Office, making it the new first-time law enforcement has found proof of the drug's presence in the United States. And so this is really something, Dina, as if we didn't have enough trouble with fentanyl. And right now, fentanyl is absolutely deadly. There's no question. Uh, do we need something that's 10 times worse? I, No, absolutely not. But this is where we're heading. Now, Nikki Haley, who is actually a presidential candidate coming up this year, she made a statement recently saying we've had more Americans die of fentanyl than in the Iraq, Afghanistan, and Vietnam wars combined. I bet a lot of people didn't even know that. So she was addressing a conference room full of New Hampshire voters. She brought out this statistic about synthetic opioid fentanyl, and she mentions these statistics. This is incredible. I mean, how many people is that? Well, if you combine the military deaths of Iraq, Afghanistan, and Vietnam, the total is 65,000, over 65,000. But about 127,000 Americans have died of drug overdoses involving the synthetic opioid, other than methadone, uh, which is primarily fentanyl, in both 2020 and 2021 alone. These are some incredible figures that we're coming up with, which just goes right along with the Bible. The Bible talks about sorcery in the last days, and that translates to drug use. But if you want to know more about these topics, we have a page called End Times Drug Use. So definitely go over there and check that out. But I'm telling you, these are end time events, and I'm just shocked. I am shocked that this is going on, and there's barely anybody ever talking about fentanyl use and all the devastation from it. Do you agree with what I'm saying, Dina? I do. There was one person that did talk about it, but of course they took him off the air. Mainstream media was uh, Tucker Carlson talked about this. Hmm. And, you know, he went into detail. You know, and I've heard of uh, police officers that have come into contact with it and had gotten mm-hmm. very, 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 very sick from even t- oh, yeah. touching right. it. That's right. Never mind people digesting this stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's very sad. And it's like, where is this coming from? And I have an idea where it's coming from. Starts with a C. You know, I think China's bringing it in. I think it's a, you know, yeah, a a quiet war that they're waging on us by silently killing our people, citizens of the U.S. And sadly, very efficient, wouldn't you agree? Oh, yeah, they've been very efficient with it. Oh, yes. And, and, you know, the truth is the ingredients for this comes from China, and it goes through South America is where it's actually manufactured. And then it comes up from South America into the drug networks into the United States. And the whole thing is uh, massively successful. Recently, they took the fentanyl pills and... They converted them to uh, pastel colors, almost like something you see, you know, at Easter time. And now little kids are getting a hold of this stuff and young people. And it's a, it's also a very cheap drug. It's, uh, I, you know, it's very inexpensive, but it's very deadly. And people are getting it like 
one guy died. He thought he was buying quaaludes online, and they were fentanyl-laced. It was actually that one that was 10 times more powerful, and he died. But he got it online, I think from the dark web, thinking that he was getting quaaludes, but he was actually getting something that was much stronger and laced with this new drug. So this is very serious. It's extraordinarily serious. And this is why I continue to promote that parents get in their kid's face and be in their business because it's better to do that. You know, they call it helicopter parents, I think, but it doesn't matter, you know, so what? You know, you've got to play the part of parent. That's that's your job, you know? Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's my two cents, right? Okay. <laughs> But let's take a look at what else is going on. We were talking about artificial intelligence and drugs. Well, let's talk about commercial drugs. One company based in Vermont, California, wants to go further. It contends to use AI, artificial intelligence, and cutting-edge science at nearly every stage of development using digital modeling to expedite a usually laborious and expensive process. Okay, what am I talking about here is they're actually wanting to use artificial intelligence to develop new drugs. Now, what could possibly go wrong with that? I, well, a lot of things, actually. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, the headline reads, how artificial intelligence is being used to discover new drugs. Wow. I mean, do you really want to take something that artificial intelligence has conceived i don't think so i mean not me i'll tell you that right now <laughs> uh that that sounds like a recipe for disaster yeah it definitely does well i've got to read this quickie article and then we'll comment on it uh ufo investigations by british government were blocked by demonic forces according to extraterrestrial experts this was msn document the uk's foremost ufo expert said that the British government failed to investigate reports of unidentified anomalous phenomena, read that three times, in the 1990s because they feared demonic forces were at play. Nick Pope, a former high-ranking member of the Ministry of Defense and their UFO chief between the years 91 and 94, said that Lord Hill Norton, the chief of staff, nixed any probes into possible extraterrestrial encounters because he was influenced by a priest to deduce that the UFOs were demonic. The U.S. government, Pope claims, has had similar religious objections in the past. Many American officials had looked for biblical reference points to inform their investigations into UFOs, which are known also as UAPs. It's counterintuitive that some official resistance to taking UAP seriously comes not from hard-nosed, science-minded skeptics who think studying the subject is a waste of government time and money, but from a faction that believes UAP are real but demonic, the UFO expert said when talking to Metro Publication. This stems in part from biblical description of Satan as being the prince of the power of the air, a quotation from the book of Ephesians, said when explaining further there is an abundance of theories bandied about the internet that ufos may indeed have religious origins a new documentary titled god vs.
versus UFOs has explored that topic. However, there are, has never been an official confirmation from a government that their extraterrestrial policy may be shaped by scripture. These religious theories, Pope said, are impeding extensive research into extraterrestrials. Okay, well, all right, we could go on with that topic, but I'll tell you what, these aliens that they're discussing are in fact many cases demonic and i don't know what else they're seeing but i think there are times when there are ufos that can be explained by just regular objects or things experimental type planes and things like that experimental flying you know planes and stuff like that but i mean if you're seeing things like aliens which people talk about you know they're having encounters with the demonic in many cases and yeah definitely people should not be you know getting involved with things that have to do with satan but of course there's going to be people who don't believe in these things and so now it looks like there's this controversy about the whole thing well for sure i know one thing is that we're in the end times and i don't think i've ever heard so much discussion on ufos ever in my entire life have you dina I have never heard so much talk about UFOs since, well, ever, ever. I mean, we've got the Pentagon talking about it. We've got, I mean, these are governments talking about UFOs and aliens. And so it's, it's just a part of our days. It's a setup for the strong delusion. And it's also a setup for the rapture when millions upon millions of people just disappear one day and it will happen it's going to happen in the twinkling of an eye you could be at work and you will be sitting next to somebody in one second less than a second in a twinkling of an eye less than a blink that person if they were a christian and a true believer of christ completely surrendered will disappear you're going to have people in planes and cars and trucks and in ships everywhere they're going to disappear so how are they going to explain the powers that be as to what happened to these people well one good way is to say you know the aliens took them the ufo took them yes it sounds crazy and if you've never heard about the rapture before that probably sounds a little puzzling in itself and let me tell you susan and i have done plenty of videos on the rapture that explain the rapture the the whole event that's going to happen. And I encourage you to go and visit uh, Susan's website and also Susan's YouTube channel where there are playlists that have these videos there. And also in the, um, I'm getting off track, but just let me get this out. In the book of Revelation, she also talks about it in chapter four. So go over to her site, uh, you know, Marriage Supper of the Lamb Ministries on YouTube and check out the book of Revelation for beginners. And there's a wealth of knowledge in there. But back to my point, they're going to have to try to explain this as to what happened to all these people. So the best way to do that is with the UFO, with the aliens. So right now, this is a setup for that, I believe. And that's where possibly the strong delusion that the Bible talks about, because they refused to love the truth. Instead, they believed a lie. And that's going to be the lie. They're going to try and do away with the rapture theory because they will. And they're going to use the UFO and the aliens that took the Christians away. Right, Susan? Oh, exactly. Exactly so. Well, Dina, I'm switching gears on you, but uh, we got to keep 
focused on what's ahead here, but okay, this just came out in Wired, the Wired publication, and it says the race to put brain implants in people is heating up. Now, we just talked about that a little bit earlier, and it's known as brain-computer interface, or BCI. I'm telling you, you're going to be hearing more and more about this uh, acronym, BCI, because this thing is really moving now, and one of the big proponents of this is Elon Musk. I don't think anybody doesn't know who he is, but he's really pushing for his company, Neuralink's use of brain implants. And, you know, his whole thing is pretty grisly. He wants to take and a kind of a, a, a disc-sized, quarter-sized hole out of someone's skull and insert wires into their brain. I mean, that's grotesque, if you ask me. But that's what he's up to. And he's been doing this for a while. In fact, he's had some reports, like investigations done on his company because they've damaged about 4,000 animals in their research in grotesque ways you know, the, the part in movies where it says no animal was hurt for the production of this movie? Well, I'll say uh, about 4,000 animals were hurt in the production of what he's doing. So Neuralink and recently raised an additional $43 million in venture capital despite the treatment of monkey and pigs in his, as test subjects. Okay, the results of, the, of those animal subjects were not good, and the fact that they're turning to do this to human beings is really disturbing but the company has raised more than 323 million according to filings with the u.s securities and exchange commission and i just want to mention this government investment particularly from the u.s defense advanced research projects agency and the national institutes of Health's Brain Initiative has also helped propel the field forward. The latter has pumped more than $3 billion into neuroscience research since its initial funding in 2014, and that would be under the auspices of Barack Obama. So I just wanted to mention that if you want to know where some of this comes from, it, it's coming right from uh, early governmental involvement. And that's pretty scary. If you ask me, what do you think, Dina? Yeah, that's pretty startling. Not hard to believe. It's the sign no. of the times. And so we have to progress in this direction to fulfill prophecy. God's word will never return void, and his prophecies will be fulfilled. Right, and so we have to keep watching the technology because it's leading up to the eventuality of the mark of the beast. That's definitely what we're seeing culminating right now, and there's no denying it. Absolutely not at all. Once again, the Bible is incredible in its scope of predicting the future, right? Yeah, it's the Bible's on target. You want to know what's going to happen in the future? You want to know what's going to happen in the news? Read the Bible. Because when you read the Bible, you're going to see it in a headline. And that's what we're doing right now. We're taking what the Bible said would happen in these end days before the return of Christ. And we're showing you, we're proving to you what God said is coming to pass or on the cusp of coming to pass. So right now, and I've said this before in other broadcasts, we are living in Bible prophecy. And you know, Dina, I'm going to bring some more fascinating information that's proving that the Bible is exactly the book that 
tells the future with stellar accuracy. Now let's take a look at this. Revelation 6.12 says, And I beheld when he had opened the sixth seal, and lo, there was a great earthquake, and the sun became black as sackcloth of hair, and the moon became as blood. Okay, now this is tribulation scripture. And here's another one for tribulation scripture, Revelation 16.18, and says, And there were voices and thunders, lightnings and there was a great earthquake such as was not since men were upon the earth so mighty an earthquake and so great and then we see in jeremiah 10 10 talking about the future says but the lord is the true god he is the living god and the everlasting king at his wrath the earth quakes and the nations cannot endure his indignation and then finally we also see something in joel 10 to 10 that says before them the earth quakes the heavens tremble, the sun and the moon grow dark, and the stars lose their brightness. Now, what are they all leading up to here? We're talking about a worldwide earthquake. And even in Hebrews 12, 26, 27, it says, And his voice shook the earth then, but how he has promised, saying, Yet once more I will shake not only the earth, but also the heaven. This expression, yet once more, denotes the removing of those things which can be shaken as of created things, so that those things which cannot be shaken may remain now the whole concept of a worldwide earthquake has been something in the bible but have we seen evidence of its possibility until now and now there is something called the colubra event that is now being watched predicted and it's frightening to believe that this potential exists for such an event as described in the Bible literally hundreds, if not thousands of years ago. Let's take a look at this quickly. The Calubra event is now saying that the Earth, which consists of many tectonic plates, which the continents are on different plates, if you look at this, experts are saying that there are certain tectonic plates that are not having earthquakes and their earthquake activity is diminishing. And why would that be is that the plates are seizing up. They're tightening and coming together so that when something, when they get so seized up that they spring open, that there would be such an event that has never been witnessed by humankind ever, a worldwide earthquake. And they're talking about this is even going on right now. And when this thing breaks loose, it has the potential of causing tsunamis so huge that would travel across the Pacific Ocean that it might destroy Honolulu or Hawaii, move over to California coast, that there would be a shaking that might take place that could last a full hour of the planet. And they say that this is an event that could literally happen at any moment because of the seizing of these tectonic plates. This is shocking, but no more shocking than these scriptures we've known, right? Dina, that, that this is in the Bible, it's, it's a future tense event, and yet it, its potential is, is real. And so now there's real proof of it. And so if this isn't the most fascinating thing, I'm not really sure what, right? That's what I'm saying. We're like, it's right there in black and white in the Bible. And it's, you know, being played out in real time. Or this is a future tribulation event. But it's a warning of what is to happen. Oh, yeah. Very much so. 
And I also want to mention, we talked about these giant cruise ships getting hit by huge waves in the ocean. One of the signs in the Bible are the waves roaring, and we're really witnessing that this week uh, with massive dangerous waves hitting California. Huge surf beaches on West Coast and Hawaii with some low-lying coastal areas flooding. Monster waves crushing California beach town. We're talking 33-foot waves, 20-foot waves coming in and the coast of California. And this is going on right now as we are even recording this show. So these are more signs of waves roaring in the ocean. And so, Dina, there are so many things going on. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it's incredible. It's fascinating how God's word is coming alive right before our very eyes. Well, Dina, I have a lot more news to share, but I have to say we have to wrap because we're at our uh, jump-off point. So we will just direct everybody to go over to our Facebook page, In Times News Report, because we try to put a lot of these same articles over there for you to check out every day. And uh, Rebecca is faithful, who works with us to put these things up. So if you want more information about some of the topics that we've discussed or articles, a, a whole lot of that can be found on that page. And I do invite people to come over to our community group, Rapture is very soon. We've got 173,000 members over there. So come on over, join us. We put a lot of posts up and a lot of different things going on. So check it out, right? Come on over and join us. Yeah, you guys go over to that page. It's totally amazing. I want to see you there. So with that said, Susan, thank you so much for sharing all of these headlines and scripture with us. Thank you to the audience for tuning in. We love you so much. And if you're looking for these videos, you can find them on Susan's uh, YouTube channel at Marriage Supper of the Lamb Ministries on my channel, Dina Amelia Calmetta. We're also on BitChute as well as Rumble on Jesus 24-7. I have a channel over there as well. If you want to hop on over and visit me, you're going to find these uh, videos there as well. We also are on podcast. So Google, Apple, and Spotify. We're on Twitter and Facebook. We are everywhere. You can find us everywhere with Jesus 24-7. So we want to hear from you. Please leave your comments below this video. Tell us what your thoughts are about these last days. Say hello. We love seeing your comments. And I think that's it. Susan, is there anything else you'd like to add? Well, I'd just like to thank you, Dina, and glad you're back and up to speed because we sure need you over here. And also to visit our website, End Time Prophecy Catalog, and check out all the freebies. We've got over there free books, free video, Bible study series. And um, one of my personal favorites is our Song of Solomon study. So check that out and look for us next week. God willing. Yes, Lord willing. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. Thank you so much again, Susan. Thank you again to the audience. We love you and we'll see you soon. God bless and stay safe.